Hey, what's going on? This is Troy, and this is the Planet 76 Podcast, your source for Sixers news, highlights, hot takes, and more. Welcome to the show. Welcome, everybody, to Planet 76. And, uh, folks, let me tell you, the stage is officially set. Uh, Welcome to our Sixers Playoff Preview Round 1 edition episode of Planet 76. Michael, we know our matchup, the Toronto Raptors. How are we feeling over there? It's pretty, it's going to be interesting. Uh, Got some mixed, I have some mixed feelings right now. I think uh, those will get sorted out in the next couple days, but it's going to be interesting. This is like I was talking about with Troy before we started recording. This is one of the most interesting matchups for the Sixers, but also for any team probably in recent history because it's a series where you aren't really sure what's going to happen. And yeah, you can say that about a lot of other series, you know, throughout past years in the NBA, but this year it just feels a little bit more unpredictable in the sense of, you know, will the Sixers win? How many games will it go? Will the Raptors win? Well, the Raptors win in five games. There's just a lot of... Right. There's just a, will they sweep? <laughs> I don't know. There's just a I lot of... I think there's a lot of questions, a lot of, a lot of things circulating to the point where you are questioning, really questioning what's going to happen. Because, like I also said to Troy, I said, I, people have been asking me on my page... What do you think is going to happen? You know, what do you think the Sixers are going to do? My response is, I really don't know because there's so much that goes into the Sixers winning this series, but also there's so much that goes into them furthering in the playoffs and having more success past the first round. Hmm. Well said, my friend. Well said. I think that when you mention like you know we don't know there's uncertainty with this specific playoff series in my mind you know i think back to sixers recent memory their playoff series of recent memory and there's not a whole lot of that there's just not um you know i think the only one the only one is that comes to mind is like well that didn't go how i expected it to is the atlanta Hawks series last year um you know the year before that in the bubble you know, losing to the Celtics, you know, that was very much expected. I think Simmons got hurt in that series, and there was just, yeah, that was just yeah. not going to go well. Uh, the year before, you know, obviously the matchup with the Raptors going seven games, that was pretty much expected. Like, I, that didn't surprise me how that went and how that ended. Um, and then years previous with the Celtics and matchups like that. And, um, yeah, this one, it's going to be hard to be like, wow, I'm surprised because – I don't know what to expect, and the expectations are limited. Um, so the Sixers finished the season 51-31 and 31, uh, with a win tonight against Detroit. No Harden, no Embiid, no Harris, I believe, in that one as well. No, Harris played. Harris yeah. did play. Okay. Um, and then the Raptors finished 48-34. and 34. So Sixers, Celtics, and Bucks end up with all 51-31. and 31. And the Celtics I saw, I wasn't sure how it would work out in a three-way tie. Celtics get the two seed. 
Um, very interesting nugget of information there. So uh, let me just run through real quickly for our viewers, for our listeners, what this episode is going to consist of, and then we'll get the ball rolling. There's a lot to get into <laughs> tonight uh, for our round one preview episode. So uh, first, we're just going to give some updates on the Raptors. If you're like, well, I don't know much about the Raptors since Kawhi left. Well, we're going to tell you some things about the Raptors, some things to look for, and uh, kind of how their season has gone. We're going to talk about like what makes them good, what makes them bad, how the Sixers can capitalize, what they uh, can take advantage of on the Sixers, that kind of thing. Um, we'll give some hot takes and predictions, and uh, we'll talk about the previous matchups the Sixers have had with the Raptors, and then we'll get into uh, some fact or cap or over-under, as I'll uh, test Michael's uh, <laughs> skill of being quick on his cool. feet to uh, see how he can quickly give an answer to this unpredictable series that we're heading into. And then uh, some round one general predictions. So, but I think we should start with Joel Embiid. He won the scoring title. Yeah. First big man since Shaq. Come yeah. on now. <laughs> Shaq. I, I, I talked about it today. And, and so just as a preface, Shaq averaged 29.7 points, which, you know, for the sake, let's, why not? Let's round up, right? I mean, that just makes sense. You're, you're down point three, So... I said, oh, you know, Joel Embiid, the first big man to win the scoring title and average 30 points per game. And people were getting technical, you know, while Shaq averaged 29.7. And, you know, I, I get technical sometimes, but when someone else is doing it to you, you're just like, all right, <laughs> dude, I get it. I, I, I get it, all right? Uh, okay, you, whatever. Yeah, I mean... To win the scoring title as a, at the center position to be over yeah. thirty points a game, and and the you know to lose your point guard from last year and everything that's gone into this season and the slow start for Joel Embiid this season. I mean, he had a slow start. He just did. I don't know how many games it took him to get out of his funk, but uh, and a slow start for Joel Embiid is different from a slow start for most NBA players. But he wasn't who he was last year at the start of the season, but he. Uh, was that and more at the end of the year. So uh, shout-out to Joel Embiid's winning the scoring title, 30.6 points per game, and he's coming into the playoffs red hot, uh, over 40 points in three of his last four. And uh, so that's just exciting. So let's just start oh, with that. A little sneezed. congratulatory props to Mr. Embiid. Um, you to, how about I run through some of these fast facts on the Toronto Raptors, catches right. up to speed, and then yeah, you can just give your thoughts here on this too. So, forty-eight and thirty-four, they are red hot. If you haven't been checking the Eastern Conference standings over the last month, month and a half, they're fourteen and four in their last eighteen games. They have wins over the Suns, Nuggets, Sixers twice, Celtics, and Atlanta over that eighteen-game span. At one point in the season, thirty-one games in, they were fourteen and seventeen. 14 and 17 to 48 and 34 is a big turnaround. Uh, all five of their starters or their expected regular starting lineup when healthy average between 15 points and 22 points per game. That's saying something. I don't, I haven't checked, but I don't think any other NBA team is doing that. That's pretty impressive. Uh, they're the second in the NBA in fewest turnovers per game. They take care of the ball. They're 29th in assists per game. So I'm assuming that means a lot of iso ball. Uh, Pascal Siakam, 22 a game, 8 boards, 5 assists. Fred Van Fleet also leading the way, 20 points, 
four boards, seven assists, and then Gary Trent Jr. averaging 18 a game this season. How about that? Um, and then to round it out, they are eighth in defensive efficiency. And Fred Van Vliet, I saw a quote from him three days ago. He said that they're the most annoying team in the NBA. Uh, they just get, like to get scrappy and, and play their brand of basketball. And they're middle of the pack offensive efficiency-wise, uh, 15th. So uh, of those, you know, fast facts, quick updates on the Toronto Raptors and who they are and what we're getting into, um, what do you see? What's What catches your eye among those things? Yeah, they're a very pesky team. The way they play is pretty unorthodox, especially compared to how other NBA teams play. They 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 tend to use very strange lineups strange in the sense again with strange in the sense again of not many nba teams play like that partially because it's not the norm it's not the norm of nba teams but also because other teams aren't really equipped to play that way other teams don't have three four five wings who they can always rely on to make plays whether it's scoring the ball or defensively or making plays for others which Shout out to Pascal Siakam and Scotty Barnes who have done a really good job of that this season, and Fred VanVleet too, obviously. So that in itself makes them a tough matchup because it's hard to game plan for a team where you have three, four, five guys who are all wing players who can all do more than one thing because most of the time in the NBA you have wings who are you know good defenders or good shooters. Very rarely are they both. Very rarely can, very rarely do you see wing players who can do more than one thing, but also mm-hmm. score the ball. Um, you know, create for themselves. You see a lot of wings. I'll use Thibel as an example, just because it's an easy example. You see a lot of wings who kind of need offense created for them, and can't really create for themselves or others. Pascal Siakam has done a great job of that this season. Scotty Barnes has done a great job of that this season. And it's something that's not easy to to game plan for because these players can score, but they can also do things for their teammates. And like I said, a lot of a lot of wings in the NBA can't do that consistently like these guys can. Even OG Ananobi, he right. hasn't played much, but he's a right. great shooter. He's gotten much better as a shot creator for himself, for his teammates. Pretty good scorer as well, and also another really good defender. The Raptors have like three or four really, really good defenders. Yeah. Yeah, I think uh, their balanced scoring attack stands out to me. Um, to Again, to have five guys yeah. between 15 and 22 is saying something. It just is, and and to your point of not knowing, you know, who to game plan for and what that looks like, you know, even game to game basis within a series is difficult. Um, and I think that's you know one of the keys to their success. Obviously, um, this season, last year was a down year. We know what they did, um, you know, a couple years prior to that. But like, they're just balanced, and there's not. You know, they've got some guys that can really play basketball. You think of Siakam, you think of yeah. um, Fred VanVleet and a couple other guys. But, like, Gary Trent, um, they're not superstars. They're not, like, household names as, like, James Harden right. and Joel Embiid and Giannis or whatever. But, like, they obviously get the job done, and they're very good at basketball. And so that's not a slight to them by any means. They're very, very talented and 
Um, they obviously mm-hmm. play well together because I don't think they're in the position that they're in now and on the streak that they're on now um, without being you know, unified as, as one uh, collective. So I'll say this, too. Their starting lineup and I mean, their starting lineup runs from height uh, six foot one, six foot five, six foot seven, six foot seven, and six foot eight. That's that's like a college team. That's like probably the height of St. Peter's. <laughs> I mean, think about that. Um, but they get yeah. the job done. I guess another testament to how they gang defend. Um, but real quickly, you know, before you know, if I forget to it later, so why don't we do it now? How does that work with Joel Embiid? who is a monster who t- it takes multiple guys even if you're seven foot tall to be able to defend Joel Embiid so what does it look like for the Raptors if they're to have any success against Joel well to highlight the point about them being an annoying team which is what they really I mean that's a really a really good way to describe them Fred Van Vliet would know better than anyone else but to speak <laughs> on that I think is a is a major major reason as to why the Raptors defend Joel Embiid so well obviously he's a very physical presence but when you have guys, when you have longer athletic guys, again, we speak to the wings of their team, Pascal Siakam, Scotty Barnes, Precious Achua, OG Ananobi, these guys can definitely make things difficult for Embiid, especially when they double. And they can double without having to worry about giving up perimeter shots because these guys are quick enough and long enough to recover if the ball gets to Maxi Harris, Harden, Milton, whoever it is, these guys can make things difficult for Embiid in the paint, but also recover to the point, recover, be able to recover enough to the point where they can get back on closeouts, close out on shooters, things like that, force guys inside, because then you have still have inside presence, guys like Achua, even Siakam's a pretty solid interior defender, so they their defense, I think everything really comes from their defense, and obviously, again, we make... Mm-hmm reference to the eighth in defensive efficiency they they are very good defensively a lot of that because they play team defense but also because they have some very good individual defenders who can also defend in different ways mm-hmm. yeah team defense and it, it's going to have to be their best showcase of team defense in this series um because of who they're going up against in the NBA's yeah. scoring champ, Joel Embiid, and just the mismatch that he creates who, wherever he goes, whoever he plays. And so that's obviously a key to watch. And, and how effective will Joel be at passing out of doubles? Again, because even though they're going to double, even though they're going to bring different looks his way, you know they're going to be looking to pick off the pass when he, when he passes to the corner um, out of a double team and stuff because they're annoying. And so they're going to try and get under Joel's skin. They're going to try and frustrate and fluster the offense that you know normally is the Philadelphia 76ers and make them kind of out of their comfort zone a little bit. So, uh, again, another note um, just on this series and you know what could lead to some Raptors success is the fact that Matisse Thybul won't be in Toronto. Um, and so... I think if if yesterday's game against Indiana is indi- indi- any indication, it looks like Danny Green mm-hmm. will be starting even the games at home, right? I mean that's certainly how it looks yeah, to I, me. I, from what I mean, from what we gather, which again is yesterday's game against the Pacers, it looks like Danny's going to be starting. And I 
I'm not really opposed to it. I think it's... I don't think it's a bad thing by any means. I think depending on lineup variation and depending on matchups, either guy can start. The Sixers, the Sixers have had success with Fiebel starting. They've had success with Green starting. I believe he... I believe he was starting earlier in the year, and then Doc switched to Thibel probably a month or so ago. And, yeah, I think both are good options. I think Green, again, brings some shooting, which against the Raptors you're probably going to need. So I think it's a good – I think it's good. I think it's a good thing. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I think um, – I, I do as well. You know, I think you might as well stay with the same starting lineup, you know, in yeah. Philly and in Toronto. Just for that consistency, and um, again, Matisse is going to do what Matisse does in Philadelphia. He just is. Uh, off the bench, starting wherever he is, he's going to do what he does. And so we hope Danny Green can stay the, stay the same. Um, you know, obviously um, more of a threat, obviously from three-point land uh, than Matisse is. And so from an offensive standpoint, this certainly – uh, gives another threat out there that again if they're bringing doubles they're bringing different actions to Joel Embiid well there's four guys that are more than capable right. of knocking down a shot that are around him in that starting lineup so that's also a big thing um, so what do you think and then we'll get to like the optimistic side but what do you think and I know that it's hard <laughs> but what challenges did the Raptors present the Sixers with other than kind of some things we've already touched on what are you concerned about maybe well one thing I know we kind of touched on it but defending Embiid kind of to narrow things down is something the Raptors present that could provide some difficulty because even last year I mean when the Sixers play the Raptors they defend Embiid pretty well they force him to take jumpers which yeah, he's a good jump shooter, but ideally you don't want him settling for jumpers. You don't want him only taking jumpers because he we know he's a low post dominant player. That's where he thrives, where he scores most of his points. So the Raptors keeping him out of the post is an issue, and I know the Sixers can game plan for that. A lot of it just comes from MB being a bit more aggressive as opposed to settling for jumpers and really getting inside and drawing as much contact as possible. But also, mm -hmm. I just think a guy like Siakam could could be kind of a matchup nightmare because even if the Sixers had Thibel, I, I don't really know what Thibel is going to do on a, any given night where Siakam decides to drop 30. I mean, yes, Thibel's a great defender, right. but a guy like Siakam, 6'8", six, 6'9", very physical presence who scores a lot of his points from the inside. It, it It's something that could provide some difficulty for the Sixers. Again, Joel Embiid's a great defender, um, but I just think Siakam could, could potentially be a bit of a mismatch, especially on offense as a scorer. Yeah, and then the flip side. So things that you think the Sixers can exploit, things that are to the Sixers' benefit. Um, in my notes, I just put simply yeah. that we have Joel Embiid and the Raptors don't. <laughs> um, but, you know, what are you, what are you confident about? You know, you find out, oh, Sixers are officially playing the Raptors. What automatically goes, okay, I'm confident, and here's why. Well, I think having Joel Embiid in itself 
is something to be confident about. I'm just gonna kind of echo. I'm just gonna kind of echo what you have on the outline. Um, you know, the, the Raptors don't have a guy like Joel Embiid, and while they do provide some difficulty for him, as a you know for Joel Embiid as a scorer inside, I still think if he's that physical presence that he is and that he naturally is, then it's gonna be a lot harder for the Raptors to guard him because I think a lot of times when Joel Embiid isn't as physical on offense, it's it makes the team makes the opposing team easier to defend him because he's not in his natural habitat, yep. if you will, and it makes it a lot easier to not stop him because you're not gonna stop him. You can't the, the greatest scorers can't be stopped, but it's gonna make things a lot more difficult for him if he's playing to his weaknesses as opposed to playing to his strengths and and even I'm even Harden I'm confident in because I know he struggled against the Raptors whenever it was Thursday night, but as far as I'm concerned, having Harden and Embiid in itself is something to be very confident in, in my opinion. Right. Yeah. I mean, this is why yeah. we uh, brought James Harden. This is it. You know what I mean? And this the offensive shooting struggles and things that we've even touched on in the previous episode for James Harden. I mean, it. Who cares right now? I mean, it's brand new season. Yeah. James Harden's debut in the playoffs. This is why we brought him. He's only been here. Uh, he's only played in 21 games with Joel Embiid, where they've teamed up. And so, uh, you hope one that that's enough for them to have that rhythm, and uh, you just hope that they can go and get the job done. I will say um, that the Sixers are 14 and seven in those 21 games when Joel and James Harden do play together. Uh, two of those losses are to Toronto. Um, I believe two, correct me if I'm wrong, another loss in that seven was to the Bucks, and another yes. one was to the Suns, um, where yes. Joel and James both played. So you take out the Raptors, the Suns, and the Bucks, the Sixers are 14-3 and three, uh, when Joel and James Harden play together. Um, but, you know, you don't want to lose to good teams, obviously, and that's what we're, you know, what we've done obviously in that little stretch there but um they fared pretty well together and and it's fun watching them on the floor together and minutes are going to go up and um yeah i'm just very very curious as to how that duo is going to fare in the playoffs all right um let me run through even again these previous matchups uh, with the Sixers and the Raptors. So Raptors won the series 3-1 to one in the regular season. Um, we have two very, very early season games, November 11th and December 28th. Uh, November 11th, the Raptors won by six without Pascal Siakam. Uh, we did not have Joel Embiid in that one. Maxi dropped 33. Van Vliet had 32. Uh, and then a couple days after Christmas, Sixers got their lone win against the Raptors this year, 114-109. Raptors did not have... OG Ananobi or Fred Van Vliet Embiid went off for 36, and Tobias Harris had a triple-double. March 20th, so, uh, you know, less than a month ago, 93-88, Raptors won. No Fred Van Vliet, no OG Ananobi in that one either. Uh, Joel struggled at 21 and 6 for 20 from the field against the Raptors in that one. And then, as you mentioned just a moment ago, so a few Days ago, April 7th, Raptors got a win by 5, 119, 114. No Ananobi, no Fred Van Vliet. Uh, Embiid had 30. Siakam went off for 37, doing whatever he wanted to do. 
Uh, so a couple things stand out there. Fred Van Vliet's only played in one game against the Sixers this year, and he had 32 in that game. Uh, Joel Embiid has played in three games, and in two of the three games he had over 30, and in the third game he struggled. Yeah. Just yeah. so you know. <laughs> um, why don't you give me your X factor for the series? Whether it's a player, whether it's a shooting percentage, whether it's Doc Rivers choosing to play someone over someone, like what do you think could play a factor I think, in the series? I think a guy like Harris could be a a, a a determining factor in the series. I mean, if if he's playing well, if he's taking advantage of mismatches and taking advantage of things like catch and shoot open three pointers instead of dribbling for ten seconds, then I think that's gonna provide a lot of value for the Sixers. He's really at his best as a catch-and-shoot player. And when there's a guy like Harden in the playoffs and they have court, a lot of the defense is going to be drawn to Harden. I mean, Harris is going to need to be able to take advantage of open opportunities, which he did struggle with at the beginning when Harden got here. I think he's found a little groove. Hopefully he can ride that through. And, yeah, I, I think his his – Shooting and scoring is going to be very valuable for the Sixers overall in the playoffs. Yeah. Okay, I've got another starter who will probably be around the same you know points per game range mm-hmm. in Tyrese Maxey. Um, less of an offensive X factor. I, I think I know what I'm going to get from him, but I'm curious to how his defense will mm-hmm. translate in the playoffs. Um Obviously not a ton of action for him last playoffs. This is uncharted territory for Tyrese Maxey coming in against the Toronto Raptors this year, and um, Fred Van Vliet can score the true. basketball. Um, so I don't know, you know, how much Maxey's going to be guarding him or on, you know, someone else, but, you know, how is he going to hold up on the defensive end? Um, we'd love t- to see him take on some of that Raptors, um, you know, being annoying kind of thing and just – play aggressive um, with no fear and just make some plays happen. You know, I love when Tyrese pokes his hand in, gets, yes, a, yes. You know, gets a big rebound or he gets a steal or gets a block or whatever. I would love to see that kind of aggression from him. Uh, I just think he's an X factor. I think he's big. And, uh, of course, on offense mm-hmm. that he can just keep it going, uh, literally. Uh, he's wow. shooting at, what, 42% from three this season. If on that pretty, translates On pretty playoffs, decent volume, too. Very, I think he's taking happy. a little under five per game, which is pretty s- – which is pretty solid, you know. Sometimes, sometimes guys yeah. shoot like fifty percent, but they take two a game. So it's like, is it really that impressive? But he's shooting just under five attempts a game, so that uh, that's pretty solid. Yeah, that is pretty solid. That is pretty solid. So we've got three or four more things to hit on, but first, uh, let me tell you about yes. again this new feature. Promote this new feature that we've got. So the Planet Seven Six. Five minute recap is coming your way after each and every playoff game. So one of either myself, Troy, or Mr. Trust the Love, Michael, uh, will produce a playoff recap game episode or yeah episode about each game in five minutes or less. That'll be hopefully posted the night of each game. And so uh, game one against the Toronto Raptors, you can look for the game one round one recap as we. Uh, give our thoughts, give you share some stats with you, and give our thoughts on the game and what happened. And 
uh, look ahead to the following game, and you can look forward to one of those every night. Uh, we know that some of these longer episodes are, you know, a little difficult to listen to or, you know, at least sit down and say, okay, I'm going to listen to this whole thing. Uh, but a five-minute recap will be posted for each game on every platform, YouTube, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, all that fun stuff. And then we'll actually post these on our Planet 76 Podcast Instagram page as well so that you can check it out there. And so uh, just another resource that we're going to try and uh, have available for you uh, during this playoff run for the Philadelphia 76ers. So be on the lookout for that. Sweet. I like it. Yes. All right. You ready for this one? Do it. Now we're getting into some some big ones. So three things left to go. Let's go with let's go with hot takes and okay. prediction. I've got one hot take. It's not really that big of a hot take. If it's not bold enough, you can tell me. But I'll give mine first, and then you can think of one and hit me with one. So my bold prediction, hot take, whatever you're going to call it, is that Tyrese Maxey is going to go for over 30 points in one game during this series. I, I think that's yeah, I mean, hot, right? 40 yeah. is, like, insane. Like, that's hot, hot. 30. It's pretty good. Um, that's my bold prediction. I think, I think you know, one of these games, hopefully, hopefully in Toronto. That would be pretty freaking sick. But, uh, yeah, Tyrese Maxey's going over 30. I'd like to see him once. beat average 30 for the series. I, I think that's going to be – I don't know how hot that ranks on the scale, but I think regardless of that, I think <laughs> it's going to be massive if Embiid can have some 30-point, 40-point games, yeah. obviously, because he's the best player. But I just think overall it's going to help uplift, uplift the team on nights where Toronto just absolutely – clamps up everyone else whether it be Harden whether it be Maxi, whatever the case is right yeah I think that's a good one I think that's a good one I think even a if you want to get real hot not real hot but a bold a bolder prediction of that bold print would be that Joel Embiid is going for 30 hey. in every game <laughs> I mean least. it seems I mean he's the scoring <laughs> champ now let's it's, go it's not it's not not that it's expected, but it's right. something that he definitely can do for sure. Yeah, well, and I think the hope yeah, that is would be, too that we ideally because you don't that. you don't want to have to. You know, I mean, like you can, but you uh, ideally you right. don't want that. You you want other guys to help and beat right. out and carry a bit of a scoring and a bit of everything else because Embiid really does yeah. so much for the Sixers. So yeah. Right, we don't want to see Joel average thirty-five right. and it be a seven-game series. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Um, so hopefully, if he's yes. if he's at twenty-five a game and it's a five-game series, yes. we will yes. five-game series in our favor. We'll gladly take it. Again, we have no idea how this thing's going to go, <laughs> but we're glad you're along with the ride here on the round one preview of the first round again of uh, Toronto and Philadelphia. Starting this weekend. I, I saw know, a commercial that said the playoffs start April 17th, but I also saw something else saying they start the 16th, so I have no idea. Yeah. I would think the 16th is Saturday. So I don't know if Sixers will play Saturday or Sunday. Yes. We're recording Sunday night the 10th, so that's why we don't know yet. Um, yes. Yeah. All right. You ready for Let's factor cap? Woo! Let's do this. All right. I've got four for you. Factor cap and over or under. So if it's a factual statement you're like yeah that's gonna happen say fact if it's not you say cap and try and give me an explanation so the first one 
James Harden will finish third or better in this series in points per game, uh, combining both teams together. So you got James Harden, you've got Joel Embiid, Tobias Harris, Tyrese Maxey, you got Siakam, you got Van Fleet, you got Ananobi, you got Gary Trent. Uh, so James Harden will finish first, second, or third in points per game out of nah, all of those. I games. think I think Van Vliet, I think Siakam, I think Embiid will average more points. Not not necessarily translating into a win for the Raptors or Sixers, but I think I think Van Vliet would probably average a little more. I think mm-hmm. Siakam might average a little more. I think I think Embiid would definitely average more than everyone, but <laughs> but yeah, I think right. so. So that one's cap, huh? All right, second. Tobias Harris, I, I noticed last year, I was going to say he's going to average more or less than his points per game in last year's playoffs, but his points per game in last year's playoffs were very good. Uh, he was yeah, he played up well. around mm-hmm. 21 and a half, I think, if I recall. He sure did. So okay. I, I, I took it down a little bit to make it a little more difficult. I said Tobias Harris will be over or under 18 points per game. I'll in say this. I think, if, I think if they get 18 out of Harris, they're going to win the series, but I think I think under. I think it may be a little under. I think maybe 17. But about 18 okay. would be anything over 18, I think the okay. Sixers win a series. Right. Yeah, I think, yeah, that's what I was trying to figure out. 17 or 18 yeah. in that range is probably a good number for an over-under. Um, all right. So, fact or cap, this series goes seven oh, games. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. I, I don't know if I see it going seven. I would say at the very least, at the very, at the very max, I'd don't say Don't tell six. me who wins yet. I'd say, uh, I'll say six. I'll say six. I, I don't know. I mean, like, okay. what do you think? I don't. All right. So he's. <laughs> I, oh, my goodness. If I if you asked me that question, factor cap, the series going seven, I would probably. Yeah. I think it's. Mm. <laughs> I feel like more likely it's less, yeah. but I'm still going to say, like, yeah, this series is going seven games because I can definitely see it going seven games. I can see so it going I'll say, seven, yeah, but I'll say fact. also I'm thinking, <laughs> will it really go seven? I'm, th- I'm leaning more towards six, but I'm also thinking, right. well, it definitely could because if, if the Sixers lose both games in Toronto, uh, it's not good. <laughs> it's not good. Yeah. <laughs> Whew, all right, that's a tough one. That is a tough one. Okay. Um, now, before we get to our predictions, because okay. okay. you are okay. going to have to give one, <laughs> sir. I'm ready. Just saying. I'm ready. <laughs> all right, here we go. So, finish this statement for me. The 76ers will win this series if dot, dot, dot. Something something a little more baseline. If they win at least one game in Toronto, okay. I think they'll win the series. But they'll win the series if James Harden actually is efficient as a scorer. That's kind of, no, 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 no. It doesn't count. That's dumb. I that's see what you're good. saying. Give me a percentage. That's not a, that's not a right. good. That's not a good. Um, they win the series if. Uh, you know, I mean. Embiid's going to have to have a great series. I mean, mm-hmm. if, okay, if Harris averages 19 or more, they win the series. Okay. There you go. That's a, that's a good, that's a better one. I hope, I hope they can win it if he's less. <laughs> I'm just going to say. True, uh, true. All right, yeah. second one. The Raptors, we're fair here. The Raptors will win this series 
if, and it cannot be that Tobias is less than 19 a game. <laughs> no, no, yeah, no, I know. <laughs> if, if the Raptors win more than two games in Philadelphia, they win the series. If, I think mathematically it works out anyway, mm-hmm. but... Or if Siakam averages more than 25, they win the series. More than 25, okay. Yeah. Ooh. Woo-hoo-hoo. Okay, I can see that happening too. Yeah. All right, and now, the moment we've all been waiting for. Not me. <laughs> you want me to go first? <laughs> yes. All right, Raptors, Sixers, round one predictions. Whew, the 4-5 matchup. James Harden, <laughs> Joel Embiid. On the Sixers teaming up together in the playoffs, baby. We're almost here. Anyway, round one prediction. Um, I do see this going seven games, full disclosure. I do. I, I, okay. I just do. When you're when yeah, you're this conflicted on what the heck's going to happen, it's safe to just say, yep, seven. Um, so I think it's going to be a split in Philadelphia, the first two. I think it'll be 1-1. One, one. I think it'll be a split in Toronto. I think it'll be 2-2 after that trip. Um, And then a three-game series, two in Philadelphia. I'm going to say... I'm going to say Sixers take care of business in game five. So that means it's got to be Toronto takes care of business in game six on their home floor. (laughs) Then game seven at our place this time. Remember what happened last time with these punks game seven <laughs> at the wells fargo center i'm gonna say joel Embiid's gonna have a monster night he's not gonna be crying anymore and we're gonna win this no, thing no. joel Embiid's going for okay. 45 in game seven at the <laughs> wells fargo center book okay. it okay all right okay nice <laughs> you're up <laughs> cool uh round one predictions six is one and five what <laughs> That's it. That's it. That's it. That's, we love to hear it. I hope you're right and I'm not because it'll save me a couple years in life. I'll be too stressed, bro. Okay. And I know you're not like, you're not like, I mean, you're confident, but you're not like, you don't know. Yeah. You don't know. I'm not, I'm not holding anybody to that. So what would that look Just, like? We win the first two at home? First two at home and then they, I mean, they'd have to win at least one in Toronto. Right. And then come back and win two more what is it yep. two at home one in toronto two at home one in toronto or two two one 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 so two at home two in toronto and then one oh yeah so yeah two, you're right two, one, if one. sixers won the first two raptors win one of two at their place it's three yeah. one coming back to the center which would be ideal two two here one in toronto nope come back with two here two no, in no, toronto. like win one oh, gotcha. win one in toronto lose the other one right two here one win one in toronto come back win two more win one more and then you go back to toronto nope it'd be a game wait what so so if sixers win in five it's over and at no 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 i i know they win two and they they win they go up two out here yeah they go to toronto they go they split go up three one and then they come back they come home and win another one right uh so four okay. one, I like it. Yes, I like it. I, I if the Sixers yes. go up three one and come back to the Wells Fargo Center with a chance to close it out, that's gonna feel really freaking good. You got it. You just gotta do it. Yeah. You gotta do it. You don't want to go back to Toronto. You just don't. No. You don't no, want to go don't. back to Toronto. You don't want to go back there without Matisse, man. Let's just take care no. of business and move on. All right. I like it. Um, 
I don't know. I mean, do you have anything else, man? We covered a lot of ground here in this round one preview. Whew. Anything you want to uh, say yeah, to Doc Rivers? I mean, <laughs> Doc Rivers, you're a lot of this is on you, man. You need to do the right things. You need to if you if he's just average, if he's just good, <laughs> I think the Sixers win this series. If he sucks, then <laughs> there's going to be a lot of issues, and he's gone. Maybe I mean I hope uh, yeah he won't be. I, that's but I hope. that that's got to be the next step. I'm in. I'm kind of in that same boat too. I don't know if he, I don't know if that is going to happen. It should. I think if if things fold, right? I think he should be. You know, I think he, they should be like, hey, listen, dude, hit the road, you're gone. But I don't know if they'll do that. That's the thing. I agree. You know? I agree. I will say this one thing. I forgot. Um, Doc Rivers, I believe, was quoted this week regarding playoff big man back backup big man rotation. Said that against smaller teams, will play Paul Reed and not will play DeAndre Jordan. Is that what he said? Yes. Okay. We the, the tallest man on Toronto Raptors is six foot nine. So, will he put his money where his mouth is? Probably not. <laughs> I know you're throwing a thumbs down at the idea that he said, but like no, I'm th- I'm throwing two at him. Right, right. About because he, because the reason is fine, but I think he's just making excuses. To be honest, we'll see. You know, if I, if if Paul Reed doesn't get any burn in game one, and I'm in the press conference afterward, I'm gonna say exactly what I just said. I'm gonna say the tallest man on the Toronto Raptors, six foot nine. Yeah. Two days ago, you just said that if they play a smaller team. Right. He's going to play because I, for right. one, think that Paul Reed matches up fantastically with some of these guys. He, he's kind of the same dude as, as some of these opponents and players. It's funny because the my post for tomorrow on my page <laughs> says exactly that. <laughs> what are you? What are you hacking my phone? My notes on my phone, yes, sir. Wow. Hacker man. But it's true. Scotty Barnes, Siakam. Uh, who's the precious Achua? Is he still, precious he's still, Achua. Yeah. He he's the same guy. So let him play. I, ooh, man, it's going to be interesting. Not wrong. Because I'm, I'm, Not wrong. I, again, I'm thrilled that Doc said that at least. I think it's a step. I wish he would yeah. say more, but he says that. Now let's yeah. let's see what happens. Let's right. see what happens. Let's act on it now. Round one starts in just a little while. We hope that you enjoyed this round one preview episode. We, again, we hope you look forward to those Planet 765 episode uh, recaps of each game. So uh, we'll be here for you know more full-length episodes as well. Uh, throughout the week and so go Sixers we will see you next time on Planet 76 Woo! you just listened to an episode of the Planet 76 podcast hey we appreciate you joining us for this episode whatever platform you're on why don't you hit that subscribe button for us and we'll see you next time